This is a podcast where real doctors discuss fake medical emergencies. That means that unless your heart is currently sitting in a mini-fridge in your doctor's second-floor Hollywood apartment, this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Vane. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember me from such podcasts as season one of Hi, Everybody, a Bad <laughs> Medicine podcast. We're back. We are back with brand new equipment, so hopefully we're audible. This is Hi, Everybody, a Bad Medicine podcast. Every week we talk about what's Hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works. You can find this podcast online at Hi, Everybody, MD on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or... You can find us at HiEverybodyMD.com. Or you can call us at 530-DOCTORB. That's 530-D-O-C-T-O-R-B, as in this picture of balls drawn on my notes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this week, we are discussing Crank 2, Back in the Habit. Uh, I thought it was <laughs> lost in New York. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and we are joined once again by... Doctors Greg Winter. Hi, everyone. Everybody, everybody. Hi, everybody. It's been a long time, I've heard. <laughs> and Dr. Courtney Nicholas. Hi, everybody. New season, same old guests. <laughs> oh. uh, we watched the 2009 classic, Crank 2 High Voltage. Jackson, why did we pick this movie? Um, because it's the second one in the Crank series, and... Thought, why the not go f- with the first it? one was so much fun. It yeah. was. I would say the first one was a little more fun than this one. This one was kind of out of control. It's. It felt like the epitome of like we we did something really fun and then we tried to redo the same thing and it's impossible. Yeah, it's like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, how did you feel about this one? Well, I started a step behind because I missed the really fun part of Crank One and. I was told, oh, you don't need to see the first one. Don't, you don't. can just watch the second one. I mean, you should have seen the first one. It was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I swear, half every five minutes, every, no, four minutes, I should say, and we'll get to that part, I was like, what is happening? So in Crank 1, Chev Chelios, <laughs> Chev Chelios had to go really, really fast all the time or else he would die. In Crank 2, Chev Chelios had to get electrocuted every four minutes or so or else he would die. Doctors, if someone has an artificial heart <laughs> and they somehow lose the battery for their artificial heart, can you tase them? You can tase them. Can tase Will anyone. that tasing charge them? No. Okay. It's not going to work the way you think it would work. Okay. No, I think it is going to work the way you think it would work. I think you're going to see someone get tased. It's not going to work J- work the way Jason Statham thinks it would work. No. no. I, I like a movie that has good internal logic. They're, they explained it. I'm fine with that. It's just, eh, it's not medically accurate. I also like the <laughs> medical care. Like when he, So when they set it up, he was falling out of the plane, right? And then he hit the ground, and then this troop of triads just came in and used a shovel and scooped him <laughs> up and I, threw him there. I grew up in Chicago. I've done my share of snow shoveling, and I was... That was bad technique. You gotta, <laughs> you wanna you wanna lift with the knees, otherwise you're gonna hurt yourself. Gotta use your back. Just use your back. No, right don't in. use your back at all. For that's those of you who have seen Crank One, that's maybe how the first one ended. It is exactly how the first one ended. He fell out of a plane, and then uh, he bounced. He bounced off of a car. So right? when did he become a cartoon character? Crank One. That was uh, they, there's all those stylistic choices that yeah. make it fun. You should have seen the first one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard it was good. 
Actually, he fell he fell out of a helicopter, I believe, Correct. not a plane. Yeah, helicopter. Um, and I spent a good portion of this movie looking up what happens to a body if it reaches terminal velocity and hits the ground. So, <laughs> yeah, what happens? I think so. I everything I found was. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem like your body would be intact. It's hard. I mean, wasn't there one case of someone who had a skydiving accident? There were two cases. Two cases. <laughs> Did you <laughs> find read, that in I your research? Okay. <laughs> but I, it's it's just that was what we talked about. I think after the after the first one is you know if his body hit that car after falling that far, what would actually happen? And I, I, he wouldn't be an intact person. No, he's not a bouncy ball. Yeah. But then that kind of sets you up for the next scene where they just... Where they scrape him off the ground. They (laughs) scrape him off the ground and then take him straight into the OR. And that was just a mess in itself. Right. I mean, it's a back alley operating room in L.A. And you've got people smoking in the operating room. You've got people ashing into the body. At some point, didn't a scalpel or something just fly into the chest cavity and they... I think he threw something. Ignored it. Actually, you know... I wish we would have checked a little bit when they were showing X-rays later because it, it should he should have had a, uh, a, a forcep in there. I there think. was nothing in there, and <laughs> it was like a really over like exposed X-ray too, so you couldn't even really see the heart. You'd be able to see you'd be able to see some surgical steel though. I will say him like the surgeon launching stuff in the OR reminded me of med school because that happened to some of my classmates. It happened to me for mm-hmm. sure. Me too, actually. Get get stuff thrown at you. I Not at me. In the OR. Yeah. 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 I would think that would be a no projectile zone, but sort of be the, s- the surgeon is kind of the the king of the the surgical or suite, queen. and I mean that yeah. in the very monarchistic way of th- whatever they do goes. And every once in a while, emotions are flying high and stuff gets thrown. There's sometimes they get cranky. Yeah. Mm. I got. <laughs> I think I said this before, but I once got yelled at to sing with somebody on over. Over the radio that was playing? No, you no, this has never come up. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in med school, the person that I um, did my surgical rotation with was the head of the department. Was known for being just very mal- malignant. Is the term we use for people that are hard to work with and they make other people sad. And she was very mal- uh, malignant. And the first time I was in the operating room with her, she made me sing radio tunes with her, or. I was going to get a bad grade. That was it was not a thinly veiled thing. It was like you have you better sing with me or I'm going to fail you. They love to threaten your grade too. Yeah. I remember that specifically. And you're so powerless as a med student. You're like, "Please give me a good grade." Unless you want to do something not competitive, then and who cares? And she was she actually was so um she was so bad about it. She had the volume up so loud that another doctor from the next op- the next OR came in and said to turn it down, which is out of control. Well, then like, your singing didn't really matter if the volume <laughs> was that high, matter. right? But it's just, you know, you see, you like kind of look around the OR and everyone is just like, what do you do? Like, you have to listen to what they're saying. But all, like, no, you d- it's just a very weird position to be in. But yes, it did remind me of med school. <laughs> um, now, when you were in med school, did you ever have to replace a heart with a fl- fake plastic heart? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> None of the jokes I had were very good. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, that was one of the things I thought they actually did sort of okay. Um, the <laughs> this, and, it, and this is weird because they didn't do anything okay, but when they brought that fake heart out, which was, which is not what a fake heart, or not what a heart replacement looks like. It's definitely way too big and a whole bunch of other stuff. But where the valves were was, or where the, um, 
the connections of, of the arteries the vessels. was great vessels. The great vessels. The Thank vessels. You, Courtney. <laughs> Courtney did better on her test than I did. Uh, but where those connections are, there was like appropriately in the right spot. It sort of looked like what an artificial heart would look like if you were drawing one out of a book. But, but that's then they plopped it in upside right. down. Then they put it in upside down. Well, <laughs> my favorite part was sitting next to Greg in his commentary as this was happening, like, oh, that looks like an actual heart. Oh, but it's going in upside down. <laughs> <laughs> You had us. Oh, and you lost us. Uh, so close. All they needed was one person to be like, oh, no, no, d- in the book, it looks like this. Just flip it over. Um, so they were using, I, I guess the plan was that Chev Chelios was going to be a long-term organ donor because they were going to donate, they were going to use his kidneys and his lungs and his pancreas and his Johnson. Which it's impossible to take out a pancreas. I, I mean, I mean it's not really a thing people transplant. No. I know that. <laughs> It's just like so interwoven in mm-hmm. there, and it's a mushy mass that you can't really take it out. If you were going to use somebody as an organ bank, Jellyos would be a good call. He's yeah. his organs have stood up to a lot, and there's really no reason to put him in with an electrical or an artificial heart at that point. Just yeah. leave him on bypass. Why would you? Or I was I was wondering, would you start with the heart? No, no, especially if it's working. Yeah, like that's the thing that you need for all the other organs to work. So you would keep that in there. Take if the you're kidneys gonna, out. If you're going to do a big transplant like that and take a lot of organs from people sometimes they will end up on bipap bypass yeah. bypap is a very different thing <laughs> that's that helps people. that's a breathing yeah mm-hmm. that helps people also breathe. a medical term yes <laughs> but they you know you need the you need blood to circulate so that your organs can stay oxygenated and um that's you need that to go for everything else to go so if you have if the heart's working then y- you're going to use that heart um, the other thing that was kind of weird too was no one was wearing a mask in that room. I noticed that. That was kind of gross. It was weird because they went through the trouble of like putting on scrubs and like having tables laid out and stuff, but then nobody wore masks. And everyone <laughs> just charges in. The best way to protect uh, an OR room is using a beaded curtain. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That would that would really change the vibe when you walk in. It's and like, I oh didn't man, even I notice. Out, dude. Huh? I didn't even notice that no one had a mask on, especially in COVID times. Like I, did, I didn't even notice it. Until he used his teeth to open up the plastic bag. <laughs> totally forgot about I that. I didn't catch that. Of, oh, yeah. I don't well, even know what he was opening. He was trying to open up the bag with the uh, fake heart in it, yeah. I believe. When yes. the first were trying to open it up. And it was, and like it was already covered with blood. <laughs> yeah, it already had blood all over it. He grabs his teeth and I just opens it up. Sterile technique. And then I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, a mask is missing. Sterile. No, wait, not at all. No, not at all. So that kind of goes to the, the biggest point of this whole movie is that he needs to get charged all the time to stay alive. Because he's got the fake heart. Because he's got a fake heart. And a crappy battery. Correct. So it's kind of like me and caffeine. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I think Greg was the first to notice that it's about four minutes per movie time <laughs> in between each charge. Um, but also, he gains super strength every time he gets shocked. Right. Which is tying into the first movie of... Oh, right. should we have seen the first movie? <laughs> Well, Courtney, might, you might understand this better had you seen the first movie, but in the first oh, movie, what happens Now I understand. He drinks a lot of caffeine. Or <laughs> keep his heart moving. Oh, he really does? I was joking yeah. about oh, the no. caffeine. No, no, yeah. no. He drinks lots he of caffeine. He does a lot of stuff. Does a lot of he cocaine. does a lot of stuff. Gets shocked with the defibrillator pads. So was the first movie the same as this one in which he couldn't do the same thing twice? Because yeah. I feel like if someone needs to get shocked every four minutes, if you find something that works, yeah, use that yeah. every four minutes. every cop's taser. Exactly. Yes. The taser seemed to work, but yeah. all of a sudden he's using friction and trying to rub himself on people. It just we'll maybe he's Borg. 
<laughs> and he becomes immune to it after you. Know, oh, did you like the blank look on my face? I still gotta, have the blank. You gotta modulate your phasers, otherwise, you know. I know that. Okay, okay, you're, I understand you're only now. Get one or Thank two you. Shots I top. just needed that. I understand now. Thank you. So, can I ask you a question, Courtney? <laughs> if your heart beats super fast and it makes you run fast, right? And your heart's super, super fast in this movie, it makes you super strong. So, if a fast heart rate equals strength, does that mean babies are the strongest people in the world? Because babies have for their size. <laughs> <laughs> but I it's true. Babies have the fastest heart rate. Smart, the strongest. Well, he, strongest people. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> with that logic, if heart rate equals strength, then sure, babies are very strong. Because their heart rate's like 160. Actually, babies are very strong. They can hold their body weight up. So, like, you can put them on like a pull-up bar. I might say they're the strongest people in their world. And they'll hold their body their weight. Size. You just have to be careful; they don't let go. But that was like the weirdest thing. Is that I, I want to go back to baby pull-ups. Is that like <laughs> a, is that a test? You know, no, uh, it is not a test. Please do not attach your baby to pull-up bars. Okay. No. Do you do world, no. Wait, world I'm strongest babies competition? They have the strength to do that. Is there a reflex test where they have there's them grab reflex your fingers and you like just yes the grasping? Well, you, you can lift them up, but there is a reflex test for you if you put your finger into their palm that they'll grip it, the and that starts reflex. four months even before delivery. So the little tiny preemies. We'll do that. With so they parents. are the strongest for their size, pound for pound. Sure. <laughs> Let's test it. It's like Ant Man. Exactly. Going back to Chev Chelios, who is Jason Statham and not a baby, he gets shocked by tasers. Yeah. He does a Frank Grimes and grabs an electrical box. Yep, I wrote them all down too. <laughs> he got he got um, Old shocked grimy. with um, jumper cables on his tongue and his nipple. All right. Uh, that doesn't sound right. Um, shock collar, skin on skin action, a cigarette break, high voltage box, a substation, a cattle prod, and then power lines. That's a good amount. Yeah, it's a good amount of stuff that they wrote well, in there. And all of it is very different in levels of electric shock. It yeah. is. Yeah, and his doctor even says very clearly you want to use a low voltage transcutaneous charge that might charge the battery in his heart. The car jumping one. You know, attaching those two points, your tongue and your nipple, especially if it's your right nipple. Jackson and I had a debate about whether right or left nipple would be better. Your heart is on the left side of your chest most of the time. Yeah. And I was just sitting there shaking my head, (laughs) asking what is happening in this movie. I mean, I've mentioned this before. Like, I actually had a patient who was in cardiac arrest at home, and the family tried to bring them back to life by attaching them to jumper cables. And how did that work? Not a lot. But like, but they they were kind of a little smarter about it because they did one on the foot, and then the other one on the shoulder, and actually got a proper arm. When we say a little smarter about it, this is a point where I mention once again that this podcast is not medical advice because yes. a little smarter about it was still really really dumb. Yeah, don't don't shock yourself with jumper cables. That's just poor decision, especially like. Later on, that other guy who cut off his nipples, he can never shock himself anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what if he loses a heart? What is happening? <laughs> see, see, that's the thing about this movie. It's, there's so much nonsense that... Uh, <laughs> exactly. <ugh. laughs> like the shotgun I, in the guy's bum? But yeah. I also wasn't mad at it. It just... I was just a little bad, bad at it. <laughs> um, but with all of those shocking moments, mm. th- you know, like... Not a bad joke. Uh, <laughs> with all those moments that he was shocked, he only caught fire once. That's no that's burns. He should have got. He should have caught fire when he grabbed the substation. Yeah, yeah. Instead, he, did, he turned he into did all of Los Angeles should have caught fire. 
Yeah, the second one I don't think had as much electricity as the first one. The second, the work. second, the second power line. Mm-hmm. Like the power lines don't have as much electricity as a substation. I'm assuming. Right. I mean, depending on where you are, I would assume that as well. I make no assumptions. I know nothing about those things. I just think he would have been on fire from grabbing the substation. I yeah. From many situations, I guess is the point I was trying to make. Let's talk about the strip club scene. There was a whole shootout in there, and then someone got their like implants shot out, which was made no sense at all. Jackson's looking at me like yeah. I have implants. Courtney doesn't have implants. <laughs> he no, doesn't know anything about this. No, nope. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do live in Southern California, though. <laughs> but I'm just saying that scene was ridiculous, only for the fact that it oozed out like if like, you broke like jelly. Yeah, like if you ripped a what's that? Stretch Armstrong. Mm. And then all the stuff just comes oozing out. That's what it looked like. Have you ever done that? Yes. You ever put one in the microwave? <laughs> no. Ever ruined a microwave? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more, Greg. Greg uh, has. That'll ruin a microwave. Did it explode? It did not explode. It gets big, and then it, it can burn and smell really bad. <laughs> and then you go, oh, crap. Uh, what are we going to do? You open the door. <laughs> you pick it up. I mean, then you clean out a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it back. A little bit hot tar shotgun in the anus. What would the effects of that be? I'm gonna say, not a doctor here, but they'd be <laughs> negative. I mean, how do you even respond to that? I, uh, I was more impressed about how far it went out. <laughs> that went pretty, pretty far. Um, I think it goes without saying that things aren't. That's not an. Uh, it's not an in hole for the most part. <laughs> you should use <laughs> lubrication if you're putting anything in your body parts, but not tar. Probably shouldn't use tar, and that should be I more blood. It just felt ju- it like that should be a a moment that's like kind of fun and happy, and it. Ju- Ugh, that sounds horrible. But it just like that should be like, oh, that <laughs> hilarious <laughs> thing happened. I'm but sorry, it's, it's just like it should be something where a hilarious <laughs> thing happened, and instead of a hilarious thing, it just feels so juvenile and stupid. Did like, you expect this to be a romantic comedy no, between but those two guys? But like, so, the, so in the first movie, like, <laughs> oh, in the first movie, yes. What happened in the first? In the movie? first movie, when things like that happen, it's like if, it's just like the tone is different for some reason. It's, which makes no sense. It's the same. It's almost like a remake of itself, except for it's like more fun. Are it's you like saying that Crank 2 lacked heart? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Here's the thing. Oh, I like a good one. I like Crank 2. I actually like it. It's just not as good as the first one. And then this is this is like my third viewing of Crank 2. It just wasn't. It's like not as fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it other than that. Artificial. One of the uh, going back. Uh, we're all over the place. Well, this like, movie's all over the place, yeah. so it's easy to do that. Back to the strip club, chopping off somebody's elbow. Oh, my God. I missed that part entirely. Like I, thought, it <laughs> I thought I made you watch that part. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ha- There's a hole. And yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, you I think I thought it was his knee because I was looking away. And when I looked back, there was a hole where a patella could have been. <laughs> but that was the oh. elbow. That was the elbow. But then you, if you feel your own elbow, if you unless that guy's really padded, you're going to get bone. Yeah. Especially where they cut. Yeah. So it was like it was just like a clean chunk of meat. It's one of those things where somebody r- like wrote it into a script not knowing how it was going to look. Yeah. And, and then once you do it, it's like, oh, this like you can't just cut off the skin. You're going to cut off some real elbow pieces in yeah. there. And some chunks are going to come out. Well, 
Also, that would do so much damage to your elbow. Like that, that was kind of my question. Is is realistically that is you would is be that a, arm gone? You'd be in a lot of trouble. I don't know what it would mean, but you well, would be in a lot of trouble. A lot of nerves run through there, so your hand's not going to work really well. Um, so that's going to be an issue. Because um, like, think about your funny bone. Like you're going to flick mm. there, and that's kind of where you hit your funny bone. So you're you're going to lose the ulnar nerve, which is the side with your pinky on it. That's the one that's close to you. Correct. <laughs> But you're not gonna you're gonna not be able to fully extend your arm either because it's a chunk of bone that's missing. You don't you don't like my way to remember which side no, the ulnar nerve is. A on. great <laughs> mnemonic. I think you would just need a really good surgeon afterwards. <laughs> Those guys don't have surgeons. It, de- it depends on what got damaged, but probably you're gonna damage bone. And if you also damage the bone in that, you would. I think you would basically have a non-functioning lower arm easily. And he's still probably one of the people who got off light. In this <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> he's still a. Was he alive? I think so. Yeah, he was alive. A lot of people got killed in that strip yeah, but club. He, he was well. I mean, you don't know about collateral damage after stuff started, but um, <laughs> I, it's like, eh, it's all over the place. Just I, like uh, Venus from Hollywood's full body Tourette's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is that a thing? Did we anybody check on that? What if full body Tourette's is a thing? No. Okay. So what is Tourette's? Like not the pop culture definition, but like what what would what is Tourette's really? So it's a neurologic disorder where you have tics that you can't control. And usually it's genetic. Um, you know, the Hollywood one is where you just swear a lot. And that's what everyone assumes is Tourette's, but that's like one type of Tourette's called coprolalia. What? How do you know that? Because I have to deal with kids with Tourette's. Oh, that's right. And coprolalia <laughs> just means... Poop talk. Yeah, poop talk. <laughs> and it's just swearing all the time. But then there's other tics, too. So it's basically it's Latin for a potty mouth? Yeah, pretty much. But uh, but a lot of the common ones are just <laughs> movements that can't control. A lot of medicine is just Latin for something. Yeah. <laughs> but Johnny's absolutely going to use that word in real really life from really now on. <laughs> it's like, what is the, the one I learned from Rick and Morty, coprophagia? You mean eating poop? Yeah. There's a there's a therapist that tries to get people to stop eating poop. So we had the scene in the ambulance. And number one, the ambulance happened to carry the battery for the artificial heart that Jeff Chelios had. Is that something your standard EMT would have on them? You know, Definitely not. Case? No way. Especially for a specific make and... Mo- I, I mean, unless that was the one that, that the patient that they had in the ambulance also had. And so they, they had his battery that they just took off. That's like the only way. Uh, every, I, no, the patient in the ambulance didn't have, I mean, but that would be the only way they have it. Yeah. And they were planning ahead on and even where they were going. And even if you had a patient that had a pacemaker that was malfunctioning. Not a pacemaker. But in general, uh, some kind of electrical device in the heart that isn't working. They would just slap on leads and connect it to the defibrillation pattern and set it on pacer. And then you can, externally pace someone you can externally pace somebody but you really really don't want it i mean that's the thing that you would avoid at all costs the thing about these um these artificial the the left ventricular assist devices which they're sort of saying that he has there's so many different kinds and they work in so many different ways like some of them are just a continuous flow some of them are actually pulsatile and so if you have a continuous flow one oh those are trippy well i mean right because the person doesn't have a pulse but but also, then you can't pace them, right? You're nope. not. There's nothing to contract, so it doesn't. It's not doing anything. 
number two. <laughs> so, sorry, Johnny. No, that, that was super interesting. Question number two, they were talking about hydrating the organs. Oh, because there was a triad member who got shot in the limo earlier in a fight. It, and I re- distinctly remember Greg saying, oh, those are intestines. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you said, oh, he's not going to make it. I did say that. And then they put him in the ambulance, and they were pouring saline just on top of his organs the entire time. For a second, I like in my memory of the scene, they had a spray mist bottle, but that wasn't actually the case. No, I don't think so. I don't. They were just dumping saline. That it, number one is hydrating organs a thing. Yes, for sure. So if you have an exposed like intestines, usually what we'll do is we'll soak up some gauze and just put the gauze on top of it. Um, I'm sure Courtney deals with this with babies that are delivered with uh, gastroschisis, mm-hmm. right? So gastroschisis is when a baby's born with the intestines outside of the body, and you want to keep it moist. But actually, we don't put gauze directly on it because you don't want anything to stick to it as well. So we put a baby in a plastic bag with some wet gauze um, to keep it moist and call the surgeons. You know, you look surprised, Greg. He looks put, confused. You put a baby in a plastic bag. We do. It's the one time it's okay <laughs> to put a baby in the plastic bag. Wait, but okay. I'm sorry. This is for clarification. So you you can't put it. You can't put the stuff directly on it because it will stick. But how come the plastic bag doesn't? Because it's. Okay, it also I talked. I talked through it. Yep, it also it traps in insensible water losses too. Okay, so you can't evaporate more moisture out. But yeah, you should be keeping it pretty moist, but not just dumping bags of saline straight onto it. Well, you're washing out blood too at the same time, but you shouldn't be doing that. And it's where is it going to go in the ambulance? It's just going to run on the floor, and then now you have a dangerous situation. It's all slippery. <laughs> oh no, there's going to be a dangerous situation in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what could happen? Slip and fall. Workers comp. And then they'll have more organs. But yeah, like that's definitely not a normal thing. My thought was is if you're getting shot by a handgun enough times to be holding your intestines, you're, I mean, not going to make it. You have other problems, yes. And then he does die because Greg called it. I did. And um, they kind of just stopped trying to save his life. Those are usually times where if you're not dead on the scene and you're in the ambulance, the EMTs are going to do CPR yep. the whole way to the hospital. Like, they can't call it there. If they're dead on the scene, they'll call it on the scene. But if they're not and they lose pulses during transport, it's they got to get them to the hospital and try to save them. Yeah, but in this EMT's defense, he had a guy with a gun asking for oh, and they, a uh, heart battery. <laughs> and uh, and in the movie's defense, they were like, we got to, like, they couldn't even slow down to let Chelios get off the ambulance because yeah. they yeah, had to make it up. to the... <laughs> he jumped out. It's okay. He had Landed to, right on his feet, he too. He had to jump out in the most gingerly jumped out of a moving vehicle scene I've ever seen. It was pretty <laughs> Except impressive. Except for, no, no. In, uh, in Red, when Bruce Willis gets out of the car, that was pretty ginger. <laughs> he, like, spun the car around and just steps out of it. <laughs> This one, I've been watching a lot of movies in COVID times. I mean, there's not much to do. I will say that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else did I write here. Um, how, how did Biling not die after getting hit by a car? That was a good one. Yeah, th- th- there was a statement one of you made. It was uh, Jackson. <laughs> uh, her shoes came off. She's dead. That was totally me. Yeah, that was it's Jackson. <laughs> it's true. Shoes off dead. I, that's that's what I learned on the internet. I've heard something like that anecdotally in the ER, but I also feel, I mean, that's it's nonsense, but I bet that that means you got hit with a certain amount of force, which that definitely means something, but it's not as simple as shoes off death. <laughs> Especially, 
especially in sunny places where you people, you people, where people might be wearing sandals. Don't you, you people, me? <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> I mean sandal wearers. San Diegans. My shoes fall off walking down the street, so I. Be careful, Courtney. <laughs> Speaking of things that generally people don't survive, having your head in a fish tank attached to various life support equipment. My favorite part of the movie. That was very surprising. And also, had you seen the first one, Courtney? You'd oh know Lord. that that was the villain from the first one. <laughs> now you tell me. So who, he wasn't some random head that they met in Catalina? Who knew how self-referential Crank was going to be as a series? You've yeah, seen it three times. Movies. Yeah, but it's also just fun. It's nonsense. You knew how self-referential <laughs> it was going to be. <laughs> no, I had forgotten. <laughs> why, why were there bubbles coming out of his nose? I was, yeah. So, okay, I've been thinking about this okay. because I, it was bothering me because he doesn't have lungs. Mm -hmm. But you saw all the tubes going up his neck, like to his brain, and you got to think that there had to be some kind of oxygen delivery up there. Maybe oh, some I, carbon dioxide was coming down, and because not going to the lungs, it's got to go out the nose. Uh, that was that was my thought too. Everybody's after, nodding in the room, so yeah. I'm looking like maybe after this you <laughs> after you said it, then I was like, no, there should he's got stuff going in, so stuff it's got to come out. He doesn't have. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> he doesn't have a shotgun. It doesn't, holster, so. it doesn't, well, the thing though, it wouldn't necessarily out. come out of the nose. No, it, it would have to come out of the the tubes going in. The but neck, then pressure maybe? kind of equilibrates, and then water would fill up that air tube. No, no, no. You're over. You're overthinking this nonsense scenario. Jackson. I think we're all overthinking <laughs> yeah. this movie. His head's covered in water, so if you like, put a box in a water with two tubes, like an in and out. But then you put two holes in it where the nostrils would be. Eventually, water would go through the nostrils and then fill up the box. I don't know what you're saying. I can draw. Oh, it. you're gonna draw. Yeah, I'm gonna draw for, it. No, for I, right I, now on I the might podcast. Draw it. I might draw it for the people sitting here. The people sitting at home. Yeah. So if this is all covered in water. And then those two nostrils here, right? So you have air going in here and air coming out. Eventually, water would come in through here and then fill up this box, which is his head. And then it would fill up with water and then clog <laughs> it down. Now you're, the water you're would fill assuming up his head that box. the nostrils are in conti like contiguous space with the so that, tubes going in. So that in. air hole is just... It could be totally separate I mean, pipes. we have no idea what was going on no. in the scenario where the guy's floating head was in well, jelly. Well, I feel like we need to really connected. hammer this out, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, no, it was water because he called for water and his head was out of water. It doesn't make it water. It could be anything. Yeah, that's true. It was very yellow. It was very yellow. Pee is water. Amaldehyde. <laughs> Pee is a type of water. Pee is a type of water. Just saying. It's not a type of liquid. That's my favorite part of Game of Thrones when they say, I'm going to go make water. It doesn't take much to entertain me. Well, this movie, this movie did not do apparently it. Apparently, more than Crank 2 to entertain <laughs> Courtney. Maybe I just need to see Crank 1. Oh, I, what are the other things? So, so like, there are people that have these types of these things that assist your blood flow when your heart is not working very well. And the battery lasts for hours. And I mean, people can do stuff when they mm -hmm. have these. Um, and so, sort of their arbitrary limit of an hour of time is a little bit on the low side. And then but this wasn't one of those devices though. I, yeah. It's hard to say. I don't, I have no idea what it was, but it's just like those, this type of stuff kind of exists and, and people can live kind of normalish lives. I mean, if kind of like can't do a whole lot of stuff, but you can definitely go out and do stuff. Um, and that it, it does climbing might be out. Yes. Rock climbing is probably out, <laughs> but I mean, Depends on your upper body strength. Usually people that are getting this type of thing are in very, they're, they're overall deconditioned in general because their heart's not been working. 
but they do charge i mean they a lot of the stuff that they talk about in the movie it's it's just like they just push it a little bit further because they do charge through the skin they have batteries that are inside of your abdomen um it helps your blood circulate it doesn't charge you up when it goes faster in fact it has a very set pulse rate so you can't can't actually respond can't get to stronger with a faster heart you can't overclock that heart right <laughs> mercury thermometers in the butt never use those ever i feel like it used to be a thing it used to be but now like a long the, time ago it used to but be. now in the days of not having to use something potentially toxic and yeah. can shatter in your butt yeah you try not to use it no johnny's <laughs> johnny's got nothing <laughs> johnny had this very shocked yeah. look on his face and yeah, then he's I, like I, I i'm i'm leaving that one alone I don't think anything that's recommended to go in a butt went in a butt in this movie. <laughs> I guess that's all I'm saying. And even in... Are you it, running through the list in your yeah. head? <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. It, it's just like that. That's like that could be a kind of funny joke. And it just wa- like it was just weird. Like, I don't know. It was aggressive. Right. It was very, very aggressive. I feel like there's a way to do that and make it funny as opposed to just... It was as aggressive... It, it served nothing. He didn't even wake up from it. No. And no. it was as aggressive as by like attacking that guy's crotch. Like, that aggressive. <laughs> that was pretty aggressive. But that probably was one of the, Like, she went for it. And that... Yeah. And, that, you know, I always complain there's not enough blood. Not enough blood. <laughs> that was enough blood for you? Oh, there were a lot of scenes where there was a lot of blood. Yeah. Yet the scenes that should have had more blood didn't. Like, the heart, the heart scene... That would have been bloody. The like, actual transplant? Yeah. I don't... And this might just be my dumb self. Hearts don't beat anymore the minute you take them out of a body for that long. I don't... I actually don't know. I would think that they would. They st- The heart has its own, like, electric potential, right? It might still beat. Uh, what I thought was interesting was the way that they showed a heart beating was by it expanding, which would be the opposite. The heart squeezes to beat as opposed to inflates. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was right about something. <laughs> yes, he got one. What oh, I, no, and and actually, I th- one of the things I wrote, I I didn't write a whole lot down because, ugh. because of <laughs> but, Frank too, but but like when they when they do the opening when they when they expose the field for his surgery, like that felt accurate. Like when people get cut open for surgeries, bleeding is controlled as they go through each layer until they get to what they want, and so like surgery is often not very bloody it certainly can be but it's not super bloody and that felt accurate except for the heart looked like a frozen heart model that they (laughs) got from somewhere which is the other thing i forgot to bring up was towards the end when they re-put in the heart Mm -hmm. back into him they were keeping it in what looked like a freezer <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because they took it no, out like and it was it like didn't smoking. look like a freezer. It was a it was, it was a, his it college was boy mini fridge. fridge because it was the, it was a beer fridge. Yeah, but the thing was like smoking, mm-hmm. or that's it's too cold. Too cold. You're, the heart's not gonna be able to beat. That's too cold. So that was weird. And he got burnt real bad. So that's gonna affect a lot of stuff too. Yeah, I think of all the of all the injuries that we saw, a burn that covers all of your body is. It's up there. <laughs> it's up there with not survivable. Yeah, not gonna make. Not gonna, not yeah, make. it doesn't matter how supermanny Chepchelios is. You're not gonna make that. Yeah, that's one of those times where you really need to keep people moist and decrease their secondary losses. So they should have poured saline all over. <laughs> they should have yes. poured saline all over him. Or he doesn't could. like that word. I'm just laughing over here and thinking about how I'm picking the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. That's that is all up to you to pick the next movie. 
We were thinking about this one for a while, though. I think we were thinking it was going to be more fun. It was fun. It was fun, but definitely not Crank 1 fun. No. I'm going to be watching Crank 1. I have to catch up. I... So it was fun. <laughs> you know what? You let me know. After you watch it, give me a call. We'll talk about it. <laughs> it was We fun. don't have to talk about it. I'll just listen to your podcast. <laughs> it's like you're talking about it with us, except not. <laughs> except for you can't oh. interject. I will be interjecting. So like <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> so it was fun. It wasn't crank one. But I do have a question. The human centipede. It bills is. itself as 100% it medically accurate. If that's our baseline, how medically accurate is crank to high voltage? Dr. Greg Winter. Um, this is, I think this is the least medically accurate movie. This movie has no regard for consequences of anything that happens to your body physically. And like none of the things that he, they're doing would do the things that they're showing it do like he put when he cigarette lighters might be a thing that people don't remember that were in cars but he puts his finger in a cigarette lighter electricity doesn't come out of that it's it burns you like it's heat (laughs) that's heat doesn't it doesn't even agree with itself and i don't zero this is like (laughs) zero percent to me i uh, i mean i that makes it sound like I hated it. I didn't hate it. It's just that it's not on the medically accurate scale. What is our lowest? Like B- before it was Lucy at 10%. <laughs> uh, did Lucy use 10% of its brain? I mean, 10% was probably the most accurate number for yeah. a movie. Dr. Courtney Nicholas. I typically inflate these numbers because I like to be positive about things. But I think I'm going to go with 5% medically accurate on this one. I mean, she stole my answer. Did I see? Maybe it's accurate. (laughs) Say 6%. Who cares? No, I'm not going to $1 her. This is not the price is right. You can pick the same number. (laughs) I'm not going to $1 her. 5% 5%, I think is probably right. The human centipede was 20 times more medically accurate than Crank 2. Yeah. Yeah. Without, I mean, I would even say a million times. Actually, by your score, it will be infinity. Yeah, times. I know. I got it. I, I got the joke that I made. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I'm trying to like think again. Is this worse than Lucy in terms of medicine? People have when brains. You, the thing is, when you phrase it like that, <laughs> it's, it makes it harder. Well, there's medicine, and then there's concept. Which one does this fall in? Neither. Yeah. I'll, you know what? I don't want to say zero. I'll say 1%. That is an infinity Im- percent improvement. I know. Or a thousand. Good on you, Jason <laughs> Statham. <laughs> zero is tough. I mean, zero is tough. That's basically saying you watched an American tale and was trying to determine. And t- I want to talk about medicine, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they, you know what? They have, an artif- they have an artificial heart. And then they put in the body upside down. Like, I mean, it's 1%. 1%. There were doctors in this movie. 1%. Kind of. One percent. I wrote it down. It's right there. One, One and a half percent. One point five percent. Jackson, you deal with emergency medicine most in this room. At what point in exposure to electricity do people turn into actual puppets <laughs> and tear through substations? You mean the kaiju? Oh, the big kaiju battle? Yeah. <laughs> 
like, Courtney, I don't understand the question. I had never seen somebody look more confused. She was like, what's happening? What's happening right now? You uh, saw someone look this confused about an hour ago when we were watching this movie. That's true. My question is, was ketamine involved? In, in the making of this movie? Possibly. Yeah, almost yeah. certainly. But I feel like if you did enough, any kind of hallucinogen, you'll be in that realm. But you'll well, also be dead. I also kind of like the joke of it where it's, you know, it like shows the model people and then it cuts back to real life and like none of that happened. Mm-hmm. It was just the epic fight in their mind. There's this movie has its moments. 2%. <laughs> no, I'm sticking with 1.5%. 1.5%. Got to have room for if there's crank it's, three. It's not that. It's like this. It's not a review of the movie. It's medical accuracy. Yes. The movie's fun. If you've seen the first one. <laughs> Correct. You have no fun? No fun at no, all? No, I had fun. No funds were had? I had fun. No funds will you have. All right. Um, can I'm going to ask the question. I don't think it applies. Is there a way you would make the film more medically accurate while keeping the stakes dramatically high? I think it's fun because it's not medically accurate. Like you can get held up in the details a little too much and yeah. it gets boring where this is maybe like the fantasy of it. Maybe not having so many attacks on the rear. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's only two, Jacks. You got to relax a little. That shotgun one was a little out of control. <laughs> Counts as three. That's that's three. You know what? Five percent still. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean, to me, the biggest inaccuracy is just like that's not how any of it works, right? So then, how <laughs> how how do you fix that? The biggest inaccuracy is everything, right? Yeah, it's like your heart beating faster doesn't give you super. I uh, whatever we, we it's just one and a half percent. That's I that's right. I'm right. Sticking <laughs> to it. Okay, I like your stick to itiveness. Third question, three. Three. So crank one, you do a bunch of drugs and you can't slow down or else you'll die. Crank two, you have to electrocute yourself every so many minutes, every four-ish minutes of plot or else you'll die. What's crank three? I like question number three. Which organ is going to be affected? Well, it's still the heart. Well, the heart in one and two. It still and has to be the heart. It's different types it of power, it right? Be whatever Speed, you want. Hydroelectric power. Nuclear power? Kinetic power? What if he has to fall from a story every t- <laughs> every four <laughs> minutes? Wow. Hollywood. Final battle is on trampoline. You're right. <laughs> what if he gets a nuclear reactor in his chest and then he can't take a sustained impact, otherwise he'll blow up the entire city? I think Marvel will have things to say to you about that. What? Iron Man. He's got a nuclear reactor in his chest. I mean, that's what Laura well, there said. There you go. Is this, Iron is Man is crank is three. Iron- yeah. <laughs> there we go. Chef Chelios becomes Tony Stark. You know what? <laughs> the I'm origin willing, story. I'm willing yeah. to have that retconned. I, w- I would be okay with it. He has to remove, uh, what do you call it, a small piece of shrapnel from entering his heart. And the only way to stop that is by building a giant electromagnet to suspend it from going tearing through his heart. I think he even starts it with a car battery, right? He does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> this writes itself. Yep. <laughs> That's the origin story. Kevin Feige, call us. Yes. All right. Um, with that, folks, thanks for listening to season two, episode one of Hi, Everybody. We'll be back next week with more fun. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be that. It's o- only if you're confident about it. Yeah. More and fun. And Courtney will watch the thing that precedes it before we do the next episode. Yes.
Never, never watch a sequel without the first one. Thanks, folks, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for being back to do this. It's yeah, it's good to see you guys. Yeah, good yep, to see you guys too. Yeah. All right. Thanks, folks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.